You want to wrestle me? You want to wrestle me, my infrastyle? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday morning in the Bluff City. It's wrestling time. Making his way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome your host and your hero, Kevin Kevin Cerrito. Cerrito. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. It's wrestling time. we got an early bell time this week. A special 90-minute time limit. This January, as you know, is jam-packed with wrestling action. And we have so much to fit in today's show that we had to start early. Coming up on the program, Marco Stunt from right here in Olive Branch, Mississippi. I caught up with him. Right before the show on Wednesday night. So you will get to hear uh, my conversation with Marco Stunt. Uh, that's coming up in the next segment. That's coming up in the next segment. And then we, as we roll into the 11 o'clock hour, uh, Kevin Lawler will join us. Uh, he was there in the middle of the ring for the tribute to the legends of Memphis wrestling on TNT. Actually, that not necessarily was on TNT, but we'll talk about that as we go along. And also Jerry the King Lawler, who was not there, but he was mentioned Oodles of times uh, on Wednesday night at Lander Center. Uh, the King joins us, of course, every week, thanks to our friends at Smoothie King. So the King Jerry Lawler will be here. The King, his son Kevin, and uh, Memphis's current uh, new favorite son, Marco Stunt, uh, will all join us in uh, this next 90 minutes on, on Sports Entertainment uh, 56 and 87, uh, 7 FM, also 96 1 now. Uh, big show today. That's all still to come, but I got we got to start uh, talking about Wednesday night AEW. My voice, I've kind of lost it, and I blame part of it on uh, Cody Rhodes and everyone over there at AEW because I was in the house. I was in Lander Center, as was uh, some of the, the most active and excited wrestling fans uh, that uh, you can imagine. What a show. It was an awesome event. Uh, of course, going into it, the tribute to the Memphis Wrestling Legends, uh, is what got most of uh, the attention and the buzz uh, that kind of overshadowed some of the AW stuff locally going into the show. Uh, we, I will, we will talk more about that later on because Kevin Lawler is going to uh, join us, and he was there, part of the entire thing, and can can walk us through it. And we'll and I've got my list of of uh, legends who I think uh, they possibly could have invited, but maybe they didn't invite them because they're planning to do this again. I don't know. Uh, but we went into this with a tribute to the Memphis uh, wrestling, the legends of Memphis wrestling. And there was two ways they could have gone with it. They could have had it on TV because they, they promoted it on television. So there's a chance they were going to put this on television. And if it went on TV, then you're like, well, they've, somebody's getting attacked, whether it's the Rock and Roll Express to set up a match at the next week's event or something. But they did not put it on television. They actually put it at 6.30 before the show. It's going to be on YouTube, dropping on Tuesday night as part of, a, a part of AEW Dark. But so it did happen. If you were late to your seat, you missed it. I, I'm curious if anybody went just to see the tribute, if they thought they got their money's worth, because about all you got from the tribute was they announced everybody. It was cool to see them in the ring. It was the the it was cool to hear uh, Justin Roberts, the ring announcer for AEW, list the accolades of the Memphis legends. 
But if you were late to the show or if you were coming because you know Dynamite starts at 7 o'clock and you're, uh, you arrive closer to 7, you, you might have missed it. And they really didn't incorporate the talent during the rest of the show. You didn't see uh, – you had them, I guess, during a commercial break. MJF walked by some of them as they set ringside just for that match, by the way. They were only there ringside just for MJF to walk by and, and, and mess with them. And, and during the show, they interviewed – um, the genius, right? The genius limping, uh, leaping Lanny Poffo, the the brother of Macho Man Randy Savage, a former Memphis wrestler. But they, that was just, come on now, AEW. You're going to do a tribute to Memphis wrestling. You, he is not the representative that you're going to interview behind the scenes. I don't care if he's the guy with the most uh, national recognition because he was the genius in WWE. But if you're going to interview Leaping Lanny talking about the legends of Memphis wrestling, that's a joke. That is a joke. It was great that he was there. But when you have Handsome Jimmy, who's one of the best all-time promo guys, along with Austin Idol, who's also a, a legendary promo guy. I cut a promo on me on this show. Excuse me. You have both of them there, and you're going to... Uh, interview Leaping Lanny. You got to be kidding me. Excuse me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to struggle to get through this show today. Oh, with my voice. Thank thank goodness we've got my interview with, with Marco uh, Stunt coming up here. Carl, I warned you. I told you it's going to hit. You I'm, really did. I didn't think it was that bad, but, you know, it's not really <laughs> that bad, but, you know, we're making it. I'm trying. I'm trying not to cough in everybody's ears. But, uh, come on, they should have interviewed... I know Handsome Jimmy, he's a WWE Hall of Famer, by the way. And Austin Idol may not resonate with, with people nationally that much, but Austin Idol has been getting this uh, weird internet buzz based off the NWA Power Show where he's got the commercial for his school. They should have interviewed both of those guys or one of those guys if you're really talking Memphis wrestling. I don't know. It's still, I, I agree with the King. The King made headlines. He was on the show last week when he said, when we, we both said that they were doing it to get a pop and also to sell tickets. And, and I think they were successful. On, on that end, I just don't know if you bought a ticket for it, if you were if you were happy for that. Because probably the coolest thing that they did as far as the tribute to the, the Legends of Memphis Wrestling was having Dave Brown on commentary. Dave Brown make his national uh, wrestling uh, TV debut. So his national TV, call, he's never called a wrestling match on national television before, uh, only locally here in Memphis and, of course, been picked up uh, in, in other spots. But to have Dave call a match, and that if you're there live, you don't get to hear that. I went back and watched the match, and actually it was kind of disappointing on that end because it was a four-man broadcast booth, so Dave didn't get to talk uh, that much. I, I'm looking forward to watching AEW Dark because you get an, another chance to hear Dave call wrestling action uh, Tuesday night. It'll be fun on YouTube. They will be showing the tribute to the Legends of Memphis Wrestling, and you'll also hear Dave Brown on the call in a two-man booth where he belongs along with Excalibur. So get to hear more of Dave and really get to get that Dave Brown as an announcer uh, calling wrestling, uh, which is, of course, with the weather we had uh, this week, very appropriate week for Dave Brown to be in, in the news. But uh, so we'll talk more about the, the, the tribute with Kevin Lawler uh, later on. Uh, man, AEW, you get there, that show, just from the get-go, how they, they handled everything uh, that, it, with the, as far as the commercial breaks and how they handled the live crowd. Uh, kudos to them. They do such a better job than WWE. And you shouldn't, I shouldn't be saying that. I shouldn't be on the radio saying that a company that has existed for less than a year that's been doing television for, for about four or five months does a better job engaging 
uh, with the live crowd uh, than WWE. But of course, WWE, say what you will, I really enjoyed the SmackDown show. It was a fun live show to be at, but it would have been better if they didn't turn the lights off at every commercial break, if they would have informed us on what was going on with the dark matches or kept us up to date with what was going on just in general with the show. Because AEW showed that you can do that. And when you do do it, the crowd is more energetic. The crowd is more engaged. The, the crowd is more lively. I mean, and AEW, they communicated with the live crowd uh, before. You have Justin Roberts telling you when they're about to go live. You have him telling you what the dark matches are going to be during the commercial breaks. You've got uh, Hangman Page drinking beer. You've got MJF walking around knocking over people's beer. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho with their signs. Uh, during the commercial break, a lot of that stuff happening in the picture and picture on television, but you're enjoying it uh, as part of the live crowd, keeping you interested and really giving you no opportunity to go to the bathroom or go to the concession stand. And if something wasn't happening, you still had Justin Roberts talking to the crowd, talking, you know, uh, hyping up what's still to come and and just uh, asking the crowd very on, early on is a very fun moment. He asked the crowd, should I refer to you as Memphis or South Haven? And that was uh, definitely as a broadcaster. Uh, something I was looking at going into this show, wondering what they were going to do. Because all the NXT house shows, when they're in South Haven, they just say we're in South Haven. But the fact is, when you're in South Haven, you're in the Memphis market, just like when the, the, you know, the New York football teams all play in New Jersey. It's like you're playing in a different state, but you're, you're, the reason you are there is because of Memphis. And uh, you know, no offense to South Haven. But so they were, there was a mixed reaction on because the Memphis people obviously wanted you referred to Memphis. And if you're in Mississippi, you very rarely uh, get to be referred to on, on national television as having an awesome sporting event outside of like the Egg Bowl. Right. So uh, it was a mixed reaction. They ended up going back and forth. They really couldn't figure it out. Maybe they did by the time they come back, uh, figure out what they're going to call uh, the South when they're at Lander Center because they'll be back at Lander Center when they, when they come back uh, for sure. Unless the Coliseum is magically opened in the next year. The they went back and forth. Really, the best thing to do is say to say in the Memphis area. We're in the Memphis area. I think don't say we're in Memphis. Don't say we're in the Memphis area. However, when you say what state you're in, you got to say you're in Mississippi. So I think you got to be accurate. It's it's real tricky. I know AEW is listening to this. Uh, some uh, top uh, folks over there. I know the Stunt family's listening for sure. But like you, when they said the state, it was weird if they said we're here in Tennessee. Well, they were like, yeah, technically geography wise, you're not in Tennessee. So I think. Uh, if you're going to say the state, you should say Mississippi. But if you're going to say where you're at, the Memphis area was 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 what felt uh, right uh, for me there. Just even so, the dark matches the W. There was no dark match at SmackDown last week. But you've got the end of the show. Cody Rhodes comes out and he makes an announcement that that Billy Gunn's son Austin uh, has a, has a contract. Austin Gunn is now officially signed with AEW. He inter- they, they really ended on a good note as well uh, when. WWE left you with just 205 Live. The end of uh, this one ended with Cody Cody cutting a promo uh, at Dynamite, giving away stuff, uh, announcing that they would guarantee they're going to be back for sure. You had a, a little kid dressed as Orange Cassidy came in the ring and did the, the Orange Cassidy bit and pinned uh, Billy Gunn. And so that was awesome. Great interaction. And just this, the show in general, fantastic. We got to see the promos from the four people that we wanted to see them on the mic, we got to see all four of them on the mic. That's MJF, Y2J, uh, Moxley, and Cody all got on the microphone at some point uh, during the night. So you got to see four of the best promo guys in the business today uh, on the microphone. Kenny Omega in action. Uh, of course, uh, you know, 
supposed to be one of the best wrestlers in, in the business today, going against Adam Hangman Page against Private Party, which is it's interesting. It's interesting because Private Party, you know, you, you, uh, Private Party, you know, and the Street Profits are oft, often compared and contrasted with each other. It's interesting that AEW comes to town and NXT comes to town. The opening match on both of those cars is either Street Profit or Private Party. We've got uh, AEW Women's Championship was a disaster. It was a complete mess and, and really a missed opportunity. Chris Statlander, of course, uh, the alien wrestler, uh, should have come out. They were, they were doing a tribute to Memphis Legends. Why didn't, why didn't Prince Mongo walk to the ring with her? Uh, that was a big missed opportunity. Uh, Sammy Guevara, Chris, Christopher Daniels. Uh, we had Cody Rhodes. Oh, the Rhodes Brothers versus the Lucha Bros. That was fun. And our next guest on the show, Marco Stunt, got a bigger reaction than I, I could have predicted. Uh, Memphis, South Haven, everybody is behind uh, Marco Stunt. He really is uh, the home. Uh, JR called him the hometown hero, and he got that reaction. He got the, the homecoming reaction for sure. And not everything JR says on the broadcast is very accurate, saying this Marco Stunt wrestling at Lander Center was like him wrestling, or it's like an, another, it's like his Madison Square Garden. He compared Lander Center to Marco Stunt's Madison Square Garden. I don't know about that. Sure, FedEx Forum possibly. Well, uh, I, I wish I knew that quote before I talked to Marco, uh, Marco Stunt. But Orange Cassidy also got a pretty good reaction. You think maybe he, he is from Memphis. We just, I mean, that guy is over. Orange Cassidy is over. But overall, unbelievable time. Everybody I talked to seemed to enjoy it. Uh, can't wait. AEW is coming back. AEW Dynamite, Cody announced at the end they will be back in Memphis. We'll see how long it takes uh, for them to return to the Memphis area in Mississippi. But up next, we're, uh, my interview with Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt joins us on the other side. You're listening to Wrestling Time here on Sports Entertainment 56, 961 at 87.7 FM. Now back to Wrestling Time. Here once again is the Mark of the South, Kevin Cerrito. Welcome back. I am the Mark of the South, and I talk to Marco Stunt right before AEW Dynamite this week. Here is that conversation. Wrestling fans in the Mid-South have been abuzz about All Elite Wrestling's tribute to Legends of Memphis Wrestling this week at Lander Center. But you might not know, every week on TNT, AEW shines a spotlight to a rising star in the world of professional wrestling from right down the road here in Olive Branch, Mississippi. A little over five feet tall. He is the biggest star from Memphis, uh, currently on an active roster for a major wrestling promotion. He is one-third of the team known as the Jurassic Express. He is Marco Stunt, and he joins me now. What's up, Marco? What is up, Kevin? How are you? I'm doing well. How excited are you about being back uh, in in the Memphis territory for the first time since you've, you've exploded and become uh, a, a big star in, in the wrestling world? And I like using that phrase. It's somewhat ironic, but uh, you are a big star now. <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm super excited. Uh, it's nice to come back. I've had a lot of friends hit me up and tell me, hey, I'm going to be coming. I'm be coming to see you again. And they haven't seen me since I did wrestle here in, in the Memphis area. Um, it's, it's, it's always been a dream of mine to come and wrestle in a, in a stadium in my hometown. So this is pretty cool. How many people are at, how many people guesstimate how many people have asked you for tickets? Oh, I've had, uh, <laughs> over a hundred probably. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So who the you, so you got your start in Memphis. You're from Olive Branch. Do you still live in, you still live in, in Northern Mississippi? 
I do. I do. I actually live uh, not too far from the Landerson. Oh, so, uh, so where where are some of the favorite places that Marco Starton likes to to frequent around the mid south? Uh, oh man, I go to Walmart a lot. <laughs> I go to <laughs> I I go to Petco. I have a I have a dog. I go there a lot. What about what about places to eat? Do you ever go out to eat? Oh, okay, no, I uh, I there's a place in in Midtown I like to go. It's called Bosco's. It's one of my favorite places to go. Bosco's. What do you get at Bosco's? Uh, I usually get there. I'm a big calamari guy. I love calamari. They have some really good fried calamari there. Yeah, Bos- Bos- calamari is right. Bosco's is good there in, in, in Overton Square. We're talking with Marco Stunt. Uh, so you start. You started out uh, wrestling in Memphis, and uh, you traveled around before you got uh, to, to where you are now here in, in AEW. Brand new wrestling promotion. It's only been around for for a couple of months. But when you when you were starting here, can you can you take us back a little bit to the the very beginning uh, of of your career and uh, tell us how that all got started? Did you ever and, and I want to know when you first uh, interacted with Jerry the King Lawler. When I first interacted with him, <laughs> that was actually not that was not long ago. But uh, when I first started wrestling, um, okay, let me let me let me go back a little bit. Okay, so I used to I went to a show here in South Haven actually, and uh, I went with a couple buddies of mine and and we we were, we enjoyed it a lot. We were we were all crazy wrestling fans and and we we all wanted to do it. We knew that. And we would backyard wrestle and stuff on the trampoline and everything. But uh, we ended up waiting to the end of the show and asked one of the guys about training and everything. And uh, obviously, uh, didn't take me too seriously at first, being, you know, I'm just over five foot tall. <laughs> I probably weigh 115 pounds soaking wet. Uh, my My buddy was like six foot five though. And he was over 300 pounds. So they were very interested in him. So they wanted him to come and they, so they invited all of us and they gave us this, this price to come and train with them. And so we all went and they beat us up, which was great. I loved it. And, uh, we kept, we kept going back for a while and things started progressing. And then I had a falling out with them over the course of a year, I guess. And I ended up getting picked up by a guy named Motley Cruz, uh, and uh, I give him a lot of—I give him all my credit for training, and uh, he's the one that got me basically to where I am today. He's love that man to death. He a uh, very smart man. Uh, then I—he's uh, the one that got me my first match. Actually, uh, he knew I wasn't ready, but uh, it was a very simple thing to do. And then from there. I went and I wrestled the same person for a year. Then eventually I met somebody else, uh, some buddies of mine that I uh, I don't see too often anymore, which is sad. But uh, they got me into traveling around the Missouri area and then the uh, Illinois area, all the all those surrounding areas, and into Indiana, Nashville. Nashville is actually one place I like to call home. I consider a uh, Consider it basically the place that I broke out almost. Uh, <clears throat> Nashville has a place there that I call home, um, but I went from there and I went up to uh, to the Jersey scene, and then I went. Up, I love the Northeast as well, and then I got to go out onto the West Coast, and and then eventually 
AEW hit me up, which was the wildest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And I still don't know if it's real yet. We're getting there, though. So when did you when did you meet Jerry Lawler? So you're a Memphis wrestler. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You you are you're a Memphis wrestler. You, you gotta eventually at this point you have you've you've encountered the King. Have you wrestled the King yet? No, I have only met the King twice actually. Once was the first time was actually at Starcast one time, and then another time at an independent show in in Chicago where he was wrestling. Uh, but we've never actually we've never actually met met like we, we we met in passing i told him who i was and he was like oh that's really cool and uh he knows it but he knows who i am so i guess that's that's cool. Oh no, that that is, that is cool. The King joins us uh, here on on the show every Saturday, uh, talking wrestling on the radio. So I, I so I uh, just recently I have become the uh, the uh, host of Nine Hundred One Wrestling, which originally was something else before that. It, it, two shows a month at Rec Room in Midtown in Midtown Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, prior to becoming Nine Hundred One Wrestling, I know you had a couple of matches there inside uh, Rec Room. Do you have any any uh, fond memories of that time? I do. I got to uh, wrestle a buddy named Blake Christian there who is doing very well for himself right now. He's getting out and about all over. I think he's about to be traveling the world, so that's cool. That's a very that's one of my favorite memories from there, for sure. The, uh, wrestle, you've wrestled in many of bars now at this point, right? <laughs> I've wrestled in quite a few, yes. <laughs> the, uh, so we're, we're, let's uh, talk some AEW. We're talking with Marco Stunt uh, from Olive Branch, Mississippi, uh, from AEW Wrestling. He's one-third of uh, Jurassic Express with Jungle Boy, Jungle Jack Perry, is our guest last week, uh, Jim Ross calls him, and uh, then as well as Luchasaurus. So, so you have uh, Luke Perry's son, and you have Luchasaurus, who was on Big Brother. So if Marco Stunt uh, was on a television show, would you do better on 90210 or on Big Brother? Where, where would you fit in? Oh, definitely 90210. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I've been told I would do good on Big Brother, but I, you know, I can't. I got to be honest. I've never actually watched Big Brother, so I don't, but I've watched 90210, and I just feel like, you know, uh so not not You also you obviously also have watched Rugrats. How why how did Rugrats become of part of of what is your brand identity uh, as far as your logo goes? Uh, it was my favorite show growing up as a kid. I loved it, um, and of course I I I actually still watch it sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I was just, somebody called me a Rugrat one night, and I thought it was funny. I actually laughed at it, and I was like, oh hey, that'd be a good shirt. And so I hit up some designer, and uh, he was like, yeah, I can, I can do that. And he made that design, and it's, it's stuck with me all this time. Even AEW starting to use it. It's great. Yeah, it, it, it is cool. The hey, 90s nostalgic uh, stuff works. Uh, definitely today in this brand new decade here, 2020, as the uh, AEW pays tribute to Memphis wrestling this week. Besides Jerry Lawler, there are other Memphis wrestlers uh, that you you want to shout out or that you, you find as your inspiration. I know by the time you uh, came along, Memphis wrestling, not as hot as it once was, but you were kind of uh, coming of age. Uh, you, I guess you were born maybe the year that The Rock was wrestling here. So, yeah, you might have you might have missed... Uh, most of it, Daniel Bryan, of course, in Memphis uh, in the early two thousands. Is there any? Is there anyone? Man, uh, I I gotta be honest. I wasn't 
I didn't really watch Memphis wrestling as much growing up. My dad did, though, on the other hand. He was a huge Memphis wrestling fan. He, uh, he, he likes to talk about it still to this day. He's very excited for this show coming up because, as, as you said, we are honoring the Memphis legends at AEW this Wednesday. Uh, he's going to be at that show. He's very excited to see everybody. Oh, it's got to it's got to be a pretty awesome for for your family for sure. And you've got uh, so yeah, people if they want to hear more, uh, I highly recommend. I listened to your interview with with uh, Chris Jericho. He really breaks down uh, a bunch of stuff of how you got to where you are. The Talk Is Jericho podcast. If you want to hear more from from Marco Stunt and uh, how he got to be uh, who he is and and where he is here in 2020. How did you get just? But the one thing you didn't talk about is how did that interview come to be? How does Jericho approach Marco Stunt and say, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? Uh, he did. I woke up one morning and he had texted me. He was like, Hey, what time do you get to the building? And I was like, I told him, and he was like, okay, Hey, want to film a podcast? Or he said, Hey, let's film a podcast. I was like, okay, I'm not going to tell him no. You know, you, you say this so casually, like you just woke up and had a text from Chris Jericho. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Doesn't it? Are you secretly uh, in the inner circle? Are you, are you in the inner circle? And we, and we don't know it. All right, no, he he doesn't like me. Um, the inner circle does not like me. Yeah. Uh, it's okay though. Yeah, it looks like it. They they do he not. Needed, he 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 needed somebody to fill a fill a podcast day, and that's what he that's what he told me, and so that's what I got to do the podcast. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a good lesson for any any uh, Memphis wrestling <laughs> fans out there. Margo, thanks for taking some time today uh, to uh, join us, and uh, we're we're excited to have you back in Memphis this week uh, for for AEW and continuing to watch uh, your career repping the Memphis territory. You've got a lot on your shoulders. You got a lot on your shoulders here. Man, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It was right. a blast. All right, thanks, Marco. All right, that Marco stunt. There you have it. Uh, the my goodness, his pop. So happy for him. Uh, that reaction that the crowd gave him on Wednesday night. Here we go. Welcome back. We started early today. So much to talk about with AEW. We just got done talking with Marcus Stone. So if you're just now tuning in, we, we went live with an early bell time today of 1030 we have a 90-minute time limit here on Wrestling Time this week. Uh, so we have already talked to Marco Stunt. You missed that. You need to subscribe to the podcast. Go to CerritoLive.com slash Wrestling Time. You can always catch all the podcasts there. Find out how you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, you name it. You can find us there. Subscribe. Never miss a show. Because uh, you never know. Your power might be out. Who knows what's happening right now with this weather uh, in, in Memphis. But um, – of course, last week's show, we talked to good old JR. Jim Ross was on here. Two weeks ago, we talked to Daniel Bryan. This week, we talked to Marco Stunt. It is a jam-packed January and so much still to come uh, this month in January, including tonight is the 901 Wrestling One-Year Anniversary Show at Rec Room. I will be there hosting that action. We will give away tickets to that later on this hour, so stay tuned. If you... Uh, want to take a friend for free to Rec Room tonight to see the one-year anniversary show of 901 Wrestling, come out and see that. Uh, that is happening tonight. Also, on Tuesday, as this jam-packed January continues, uh, we will be at Highland Axe and Rec. It is a wrestling event where you get to be a part of the action. The Trivia Rumble and Over the Top Rope Trivia Battle Royal on Highland there on the Highland Strip at Highland Axe and Rec. We're going to give away NXT tickets 
to the winner of the Trivia Rumble. You heard that correct. We're talking, I think they're fourth row seats to NXT going to the winner of the Trivia Rumble. If you've never been out to one of these events, don't be intimidated. Just come on out. This one, you are participating as an individual, but it is set up just like the Royal Rumble. It's a trivia night where you draw your number. If you draw number 30, you have a good shot to win it all. If you draw number one, you're going to have to uh, figure out, prove that you are are worthy of that number like Brock Lesnar, your WWE champion, and work your way to the top of, of the Battle Royals. Because even if you don't win, you can still win prizes because we do have a prize for best wrestler name, so best best ring name. We've got a prize for best entrance and and prize for the longest in the Rumble. So even if you come in early but you last a long time, you get a prize. It's so much fun, and you'll get to compete. You get to compete against the stars of 901 Wrestling. They will be in the Trivia Rumble. So not only is it a wrestling event where you get to be a part of the action, but uh, you'll be competing against 901 Wrestling. Stars can get a chance to win tickets to NXT, and we have other great prizes. I, of course, will be the one on the mic. Uh, running things at the Trivia Rumble. Be sure to RSVP to guarantee your spot. Uh, this Tuesday night, 7 p.m. bell time, we will be there at Highland Axe and Rec. That's Tuesday night, January 14th. So the wrestling action continues in the Mid-South this month. Tonight at Rec Room uh, with 901 Wrestling One Year Anniversary Show. This Tuesday at Highland Axe and Rec on the Highland Strip, January 14th. For the Trivia Rumble. The Trivia Rumble is free. You can just come out there and hang out. It is totally free. 100% free. It's the only free event on this uh, jam-packed January 2020. The other night, <clears throat> so we're continuing our coverage uh, talking about AEW Dynamite. Uh, they had the tribute to the legends of Memphis Wrestling. And one of those uh, in the ring, uh, along with a bunch of legends, was... Uh, Kevin Lawler. He's been on the show multiple times, and he rejoins us now. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Ah, yeah, that's right. It's like a right. like Home Alone here. Uh, it's like a like a like an echo. Say good night, Kevin. Say good night. Uh, <laughs> say good morning, Kevin. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> all right. Uh, so th- let's uh, let's go back to how all this started. The tribute to the legends of Memphis wrestling. I've talked a little bit about it on the show already, and I apologize. Anybody who's just now tuning in, we have been on uh, longer, and I have my voice. I've kind of lost my voice since Wednesday night. I'm going to try to get through this. I might have to, Kevin, you might have to take over. Uh, I know. I, man, you were screaming for me so loud the other night. <laughs> I was. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was making sure uh, to, to, to cheer everyone I, I, I knew for sure, but all, all the legends that were there. Uh, except, let's be honest, I don't know if I cheered for the genius or not. I was glad well, he was there. Um, I was glad he was there, but I, he's... Who are you talking about, Lenny Poffo? Yeah, I was glad he was there. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, um, you know, I mean, he, you know, he was here back in Memphis back in the day, you know, when his brother, you know, Randy was here and, and definitely did a lot more than, than, than he did. You know, I mean, he was never really just like a standout guy or somebody that you really you know, consider or think of as, as being, um, you know, really a, a Memphis guy back then. But um, it was just, it was kind of a, a, a neat, odd mix to have him there because, you know, a lot of times when, anytime there's some kind of a, you know, a Memphis wrestling reunion type thing, a lot of times you, you'll get a lot of the same guys, you know, my dad, Bill and D, you know, Jimmy Van, Coco Ware, blah, blah, blah. You know, and uh, even the guy like Austin Idol is so hit and miss on if he's 
you know, gonna gonna be around or not. So it, I thought it was really neat to have, um, you know, Lanny is just kind of this this oddball mix in there, just somebody, somebody just, different that you're just, not used yeah, to seeing. Some, just so, so, somebody somebody yeah. different, and even though you know he, you know, participated and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, I guess he was kind of in the same type position that I was in because I definitely you know, didn't belong, you know, in that mix of guys because I've never really done anything. I mean, I was there really just standing in, you know, representing. I was hoping you would you know, come. My brother and so forth. And I was and, hoping and, you were going to come dressed as the uh, yellow jacket, though. Well, I well no, but I actually had recently bought this really cool, like, black and yellow and kind of, you know, silvery, um, you know, glittery type type jacket, and I almost wore that yellow jacket to kind of be like a little, oh, um, yeah. you know, homage to yeah. the the yellow jacket. Almost like when Dusty Rose wore that little, you know, polka dotted, um, you know, handkerchief, you know, to the Hall of Fame. But you did time. buy the jacket; you just didn't wear it on Wednesday night. You do have the jacket, right? Right, because it was really just a little too much, and then and it wasn't about me in any way, and I definitely didn't want to stand out in, in right, any right. kind of way, right? Right, that's true, and all that, so. I do want to um, I do want to talk to you more about it. You were of course there representing your brother, who uh, many wrestling fans uh, may know. His birthday uh, was yesterday, right? Uh, Brian Christopher, right, late Brian right. Christopher. You're there uh, representing him. Did you did you all, did y'all do anything yesterday uh, in in honor of his birthday? Yeah, you know he would have turned um, you know 48, and uh, you know so uh, actually you know just a little group of us went out to dinner last night. You know. You know, my dad and I and, and, and my mother and a few other friends, actually, like Jerry Calhoun, Kevin White. You know, just a, just a small little group of um, of us kind of went, you know, went got out and, then, uh, you know, just went to went to dinner and just, you know, treated it as if, you know, it was his birthday and as if he was there. You know, we even just had a, had a you know, chair, you know, with, um, you know, like that particular seat, you know, uh, that, that, that table placement. You know, picture him and different stuff, and a you know Pittsburgh Steeler cake and Pittsburgh Steeler, you know plates and all that kind of stuff, and just you know just treat it just like, um, you know, as if he was able to you know be there, you know, I guess in spirit and all that um, and everything. So it was, it was nice. Uh, that that does sound nice. And and to, and to have time, to, to have time, it actually was one of those things that I was going to say. It really just the timing of it kind of worked out you know, really well that, that this whole AEW thing, just the timing of when they came to town, was honoring him, it being basically just like two days before his birthday, you know, just the whole timing of that, I think, you know, just, um, you know, made it even that much, much better. Right. So the, when did you, so it was about last Saturday. So last Saturday, the graphic dropped while we were on the air from AEW of who would be honored as part of the tribute to the Memphis Legends. Because going into that, people in Memphis were like, well, who could you get? And what are they going to do with them? And I'm I'm immediately thinking, okay, well, if they're going to be on TV, they need to reach out to Psycho Sid. They need to reach out to Coco Beware. They need to get some of these these wrestlers who have national recognition if it's going to be on TV. Uh, it obviously was not on national television. They showed a clip of it. And... Uh, it's going to be on AEW Dark, so it was more of a tribute to uh, the true legends of Memphis wrestling. And as we mentioned, uh, Lanny Poffo, the brother of Macho uh, Man Randy Savage, is that also uh, a legend? You had Doug Gilbert there representing Eddie Gilbert. Uh, you were there representing Brian and the Rock and Roll Express were there in person. Austin Idol was there in person, uh, who 
once actually hung up on me on this show. Uh, Jimmy, I did actually boo Austin Idol, I think. Jimmy Valiant, uh, uh, the handsome Jimbo from Mempo, and of course Dave Brown, the weather clown, uh, in attendance as well as part of this tribute. A pretty good roster, as we've already mentioned, leaping uh, Lanny, not necessarily uh, the genius doesn't make much sense uh, to be there, but he was there representing his family, and that's what they uh, were doing. My problem with him being there on, on that list was that they interviewed him on the show. They interviewed him on the show. They interviewed one Memphis legend on the show. That's who they interviewed as kind of the representative of Memphis wrestling. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you've, Rock and Roll Express are there. They would make more sense. Obviously, Handsome Jimbo, one of the best promos in the history of the business. Yeah, is he there. would. He would have been really entertaining. And Austin and Austin Idol also an outstanding promo. And 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 of course, Jimmy Valiant, a Hall of Famer in WWE. So he he doesn't have zero name recognition. Austin Idol has uh, somewhat been viral in the wrestling community because of but his here's commercial. The, here's the, here's the main thing that yeah. a lot of people just, just you know, seem to just overlook or forget right. that the whole thing, all of it, you know, despite how how cool it was and nice it was for them to do it, it's all still a gimmick. It's all wrestling stuff. It's all, it's all um, it's all business, you know. And I'm sure they <laughs> looked at it by having Lanny Poffo on there. They could you know, constantly kind of reference, you know, Randy Savage and kind of pull right. from, you know, because Randy Savage would have been the biggest name of, of anybody, you know, connected to it. So I'm sure they they did it that way, you know, just to be able to have that that to pull from. Right, but you could have you could have had Psycho Sid, who lives in Marion, Arkansas, uh, who is a name that wrestling fans know uh, and is a Memphis wrestling legend, who would have actually been there. Uh, in that well, spot, if you needed a big name, yes, he's not as big as Savage. That's but skeptical. That's up for debate. You know, yeah. if he would actually been there. Well, we don't know, know if so we reached that's, out. That's to kind him. of a, that's kind of a risky. Um, you know, would have been a risky choice. But well, he, and, he, see, he here's, and here's oh, another so, thing that a lot of Kevin, people don't take into consideration. Go ahead, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. I was saying another thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration is, in some cases, it's not so much that that you know that just because certain guys wasn't there because you know that they didn't you know they didn't have them. Sometimes people's schedules just don't line up, and maybe maybe they did reach out to some of these guys, and they just weren't available at that particular date because it was kind of a last minute thing when they put it together and this, that, and the other. I mean, I right. know that there was, you know, a, a, a long list of names of people that they were interested in that they would have liked to have had there that that just for whatever reason wasn't able to be there. I know that they reached out to, uh, or at least attempted to reach out to Miss Texas to to, to Jacqueline. Uh, you know, and tried to get her, but they were unsuccessful in, in, in contacting She her. would have been great. Uh, there is yeah, a, there's I mean, a huge she, lack she of diversity good. on the, the lineup that they have there. Uh, abs- absolutely. So it would have been nice to, to see, see a woman or a person of color uh, recognized. So who, el- who else did they, did they uh, recognize? I know that, they, the I know that they wanted to have the fabulous ones. I don't know. You know, I never heard any details. The fabs on, would have been awesome. You know, um, you know, on, on what happened with that, if they, you know, contacted them or just, and, and again, that's, that's even tougher because that's two guys, you know, like even with Rick and Robert, you know, they pretty much still constantly do a lot of stuff together. Steven Stan really hardly ever do anything together. So the chances of those two guys actually being available mm-hmm. to be at the same place, at the same time is really slim. You know, they did so, do a show in Jackson, I believe with Burt Prentice, not too long ago, but yeah, that would have right, been hard but, that would have been hard to coordinate in a week's time that they had. 
That'd been really hard exactly, to coordinate. Exactly. But you know, so a lot a lot of it is like like people just don't realize that some of it is just scheduling the time and the circumstances. No different than when a lot of times when but there are somebody's people. funeral. There's a lot of times where I would have thought that mm-hmm. man, so many of these guys would have been to one another's funeral, but just a lot of it, the timing and where people live and how easy it would be to be able to, mm-hmm. to make it. A lot of that stuff plays plays a big factor into the equation. Well, I mean, if you look at the list, yes, who knows? Maybe, maybe Psycho said Vicious uh, had a prior obligation and couldn't come. I know you're, you referenced his uh, no show, his no showed events before, but so is Austin Idol. Uh, they have both have that reputation, I believe, uh, in, in the business. But uh, Sid can be reliable. He was on this show every freaking week when his son was on Big Brother talking to me on the radio. Uh, I think Sid would have come out. I think Sid would have been there for a national television show if his schedule allowed. Whether they reached out, we don't know. Coco Beware, another guy who's here locally. You don't have to figure out their travel schedule. You could have got Coco Beware. Uh, he's definitely he's a WWE Hall of Famer. Wrestled in the first match ever on Monday Night Raw. He still lives here. Yeah, I mean, he, w- he, he would have been there. He was a surprise. But, I did, I did mm-hmm. talk to him, and he said that no one no one reached no out one to him. Reached. No one contacted him, which I was That's, really yeah. surprised because his name was was um, you know from what from what I understood, his name was on on the list, you know of um, you know of, of, of guys that um, that you would have thought of. Oh, absolutely. So um, yeah, I was surprised to find out that no but, one reached out to him. But then again, another thing is people don't realize they they might have said, okay, hey, you know, here's the budget we're going to work with. We only got got so much. To spend, and when you start, you know, figuring some of those names, some of that money gets eaten up pretty quick. You know, on on on, you know, mm-hmm. hotel, airfare, right. you know, what, whatever they're demanding. You know, so they may not have room, you know, for you know, ten, twenty guys and stuff like that. Uh, no, that's for sure. Uh, but when we're talking about these local guys who still live in the area, uh, those guys would have been cheaper uh, to get here. And uh, Coco over the genius any day uh, in the, in this tribute for, for, for a number of reasons. But let's be honest, we've talked it this long and have not uh, mentioned the biggest glaring uh, person who's missing from the list. That is Bill Superstar uh, Dundee. Bill Dundee, not there. We know he would have shown up. We had Dr. Tom Pritchard tweeting about it uh, this week, uh, how it was an outrage. There is no way that Dundee would have turned down this opportunity to be in, in front of a, uh, this crowd, that if they would have reached out to Bill, he would have been there. There were rumors that Bill was booked and then taken off the show. And you, what, why was Bill Dundee not I do, there? I do, I do know that that is true, that he was originally scheduled. So it's not that he was just completely overlooked. I do know that he was originally, um, you know, on the list and contacted and scheduled and, and, you know, I don't really know, um, you know, the the exact details of the situation, but I do know that, um, you know, that, that there was a decision made, you know, um, you know, there towards the end, um, you know, for him not to be there. Um, so, gosh, I mean, you just really don't know, right. um, you know, if that could have been something on their end, something on Dundee's end, you know, um it's almost kind of like that 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 book that Dundee has, you know. If you don't if you don't want to know the answers, and don't ask the questions, kind of thing. So <laughs> I want to know the answer. Know. I'm going to be a, that's <laughs> going to be a question. I'm going to try to come to get the answer to eventually here, sometime in 2020. Figure out why he uh, wasn't there. We are talking why because Bill Dundee, like if you're going to do what they did, which was most of the stuff not on television, right? If you're going to do that, 
Bill has got to be there. He's the number two guy after Jerry the King Lawler. We know why Jerry Lawler can't be there. We know why uh, Jimmy Hart probably isn't there because of his ties to WWE. You you know why uh, many. Hey, of now, did you say you, you know why Jeff? Like, you know why Jeff Jarrett is not there because he works for WWE. But you don't know why right. Dundee is not there. Or you could have got Dutch Mantel. Or exactly. Or, exactly. Now, do you have? Um, I thought I heard you say earlier. Now. Um, do you have any other guests on the show today? I, I had Marco on earlier. I had talked to him before the show. Uh, and I, got, okay. course, I was, was going to say, heck, man, you might should have asked him since he actually works you know, there with AEW. He, he, he might would have known. He might have known know. the, the, um, the reason there was no Dundee. Uh, Kamala would have been good. Uh, of course, that might have been difficult to, to pull off. Um, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of people on my list. Even if you're honoring uh, people who are no longer with us, they could have... Um, I think they're going to do this again. I, I, I think they're. Do you think they're going to do it again? I think they are going to do it again. I think there's enough people that mm. can continue to honor before a show the tribute to Memphis, the Legends of Memphis Wrestling Two or something, and just do it before a show. Or is this it? Was this a one-off? Because if it was, it is more disappointing that some of these names were not involved. If it's just a one-time thing, but if they are going to come back and maybe do this once a year when they come to the territory. Yeah, but see, also, here, here's another thing. It's not that it was just, you know, a tribute to Memphis Wrestling and and these guys. It was a, it was a tribute to Memphis Wrestling in general, just the history, the legacy, everything right. that Memphis Wrestling is about. And these just so happen to be the, the, the small handful of guys that they had there, you know, as representatives, it wasn't that it was just only those guys and they weren't acknowledging anybody else. That just happened to be the guys that they had there that night, right. you know, you know, to represent Memphis wrestling. We're talking with Kevin Lawler. He was at AEW. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like, like that I was there for my brother, but you know, I mean, heck, we couldn't have my entire family there for him. You know, we just, mm-hmm. just had me. Uh, we're talking with, with, with Kevin Lawler, who was at AEW Dynamite in the middle of the ring for the uh, tribute to the legends of Memphis Wrestling as they honored uh, his brother, Brian Christopher. Well, let's talk about what it was like being around those legends uh, backstage. Any fun stories come out of this uh, event, hanging out with uh, Jimmy Valiant, Austin Idol, all surrounded by what is uh, the, the new AEW crew? Yeah, you know, it, the, 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 you know, the, one of the neat things about anytime all these guys get together, you know, it's just like a, it's like a family reunion. You know, some of these guys can, you know, go 20 years without seeing each other or however long. And then, it, and then it's like, like, like they don't miss a beat. Like they can just pick right up where they left off. And it's just like, they just saw each other last week or something. And, and, um, you know, so it's just really, really fun and neat to see these guys kind of interacting and telling old, old stories and, and, uh, you know, and then just say, you know, for instance, you know, like, um, you know, where they had the catering set up, you know, where all, everybody kind of gets to gather and mingle and, you know, and eat and, you know, whatever. Um, and I was sitting at a, at a table with, you know, Jimmy Valiant, um, Rock Roll Express and, Heck, I don't, I don't even know who all else was there, but then just like standing, you know, right by us by our table, just kind of, you know, you know, talking everything. You've got, you know, Tully Blanchard and Austin Idol and, and, you know, Jim Ross and all these other guys. And it's just, you know, it's just kind of surreal to see, you know, this mix of, of, of guys, you know, just, you just kind of standing around talking and just being in the same, same presence, the same room, room with them. It's just, um, 
really neat because I mean a guy like Tully Blanchard, I don't think I've ever, you know, um, you know, part of the other night. I had never met him before, but been around him and a lot of these guys. It was just neat to see for the first time and see them interacting with each other and just kind of, you know, telling old stories. There was even a particular time where we all had to sit together, you know, while they were letting the people come in to, you know, for the meet and greet and take pictures. And it was kind of like, you know, like, you know, Austin Idol and Jimmy Valiant was kind of going back and forth with each other, trying to get each other to, you know, to sing these songs. And then, then, then Jimmy Valiant would just break out into like some song or something and start, you know, doing a whole big, big song. And, you know, it was just, it was just, it was just really neat. It was, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I mean, I really didn't belong in that mix at all, but was just extremely, you know, honored and, and, and humbled and grateful to, to get to, you know, be in that mix, even though, you know, all these guys I've pretty much known since I was, I was a child, but I'm not on their level in any way as far as wrestling stuff, you know, so it was, it was neat to just get to be a part of that. Um, and especially just actually, you know, it's one thing to, you know, to see the guys in the back and hanging out and this, that, and the other, and it's, and it's a whole nother thing to actually be standing in the middle of the ring in front of a crowd, you know, with that collection of guys, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I didn't belong in that. So to me, that was just, you know, just really crazy, you know, because I mean, I, even though I know all those guys personally, I still look at them, you know, all from a fan's perspective that, you know, as these guys that I grew up watching, just like, you know, everybody else, you know, so it was just, um, that was just a really deep moment, you know, uh, to be in there, you know, with those guys at the, at the same time. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, you, we debate about who should and should not have been there. You definitely should have been there because your brother definitely uh, needed to be honored among, honored among that group. So uh, th- that is uh, for sure. Uh, before we go, so did you bump into anybody uh, backstage? Did you talk to Tony Khan? Uh, you talked to anybody? Yeah, I um, I met him, talked to him. Um, you know, um, you know, I didn't realize, you know, just how little of a guy he was, you know, um, he just comes across like a, you know, almost just looks like a 16 year old kid and has the same just enthusiasm and energy as one. And he was just, you know, telling us, you know, just how much he loved, you know, Memphis wrestling, you know, he used to take, you know, trade tapes like back in the days before the internet when guys would, would trade tapes, you know, he was even telling Randy Hales a story about how, you know, probably around like 95, 96, he used to, he used to interact with Randy, like on this, some kind of an AOL, you know, <laughs> chat room type thing where they would just talk about wrestling and stuff. And of course, you know, at the time, Randy had no idea who, who the guy was, but, but yeah, he was just, you know, sharing those kind of stories. And, um, and, and, and I know a lot of the guys also like, like Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone and some of those guys actually got to go down and, and see my dad's, um, you know, the Hall of Fame bar and, and, um, and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and, totally. and, and even with some of those guys I saw were, you know, Tony Khan, and I guess the, the young bucks, you know, got to go, uh, and, you know, be a part of one of the Grizzly games. I mean, so it, it seemed like, you know, there was just a, a lot of stuff going on. These guys seemed to really get to, you know, kind of take advantage of their time, you know, here in Memphis. And, um, uh, and I'll tell you another thing, you know, just one thing about the backstage atmosphere is just, it's so much more kind of just, you know, relaxed and easygoing than, than a WWE backstage thing. I mean, their thing is just like such, you know, heck man, it's like on lockdown, you know, with the, all the security and everything that goes on, on back there to where this thing, you know, it was just, just so comfortable and relaxed. You could just pretty much roam around and do whatever and, and not, 
you know, not have to worry about, you know, security being all over you. But yeah, it was fun. Like I said, I mean, I got to see talk to him, you know, Jericho, DDP, um, you know, gosh, just, you know, a, a, a lot of the guys, it was, it was <laughs> right. just neat getting to meet some of these guys for the first time and, and talking to them and, um, you know, and then some of the ones I'd seen before and getting to kind of catch back up with them and things like that. So, um, that, that, yeah, it was, it was a good time. I was glad, I was, I was glad to be, um, you know, considered and included in it. Oh, that, uh, I'm, I'm glad you got to be there. So that's that's interesting. It is interesting on that show with all the Memphis legends there that we had. Uh, the legends that got involved with the action were actually uh, Diamond Dallas Page and and, and Billy Gunn. If you, I guess if you count them, who are not uh, Memphis wrestling legends uh, at all. But that's really cool to hear that Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, uh, was a Memphis tape trader. He's one of those uh, guys. Of course, now you don't need to trade the tapes. You can watch it all on 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 YouTube. But uh, Kevin Lawler, thank you so much uh, for joining us. As always, it's always fun catching up with you. And I'm sure we'll uh, uh, have you join us again down the line. And um, and in here, would love to hear more about this experience. And uh, thanks again for uh, for joining us. All right, man, my pleasure. That is Kevin Lawler. His dad, Jerry the King Lawler, joins me every single week on the radio. He will join me coming up on the program. You are listening to Wrestling Time here on Sports Entertainment. 56, 96, 1, and 87, 7. FM. Now, back to wrestling time. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Let's do it, Daddy. I can roll it into Mepho, DWA. Tell all the ladies, handsome Jimmy's on his way. I'm a rocker. <laughs> handsome Jimmy was here just a couple of days ago. We're about to be joined by Jerry the King. Lawler, but I gotta tell you, wrestling time every week here on Surreal Live is brought to you by Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. Not only is Rec Room where I met every Tuesday night hosting trivia, not only is it a great place to play classic and current uh, video games on giant 20 foot screens, you can also watch all the WWE and UFC pay per views on those same giant 20 foot screens, and also now AEW pay per views there. We don't just show the AEW pay-per-views. We have a watch party. It is an unbelievable. If you had fun the other night, uh, everybody who was there in South Haven, you are invited uh, to join me at Rec Room on February 29th for our AEW Revolution watch party. It is free to attend. There will be specials on the bubble. Uh, $3. Miller High Life, of course. That is the champagne of beer on February 29th. So, Oh, AEW fans out here in Memphis, you had fun. Let's all get back together. Meet me at Rec Room on February 29th. That's a Saturday night for their next pay-per-view. I'm sure we're going to see John Moxley versus Jericho on that card. Uh, maybe Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Uh, it should be uh, some good matches they're building towards on, on that pay-per-view. And we do give away prizes after every single match, so you don't want to miss that. But, of course, Rec Room is now also home to 901 Wrestling. You can watch real live professional wrestling twice a month there at Rec Room, and I am your host of your wrestling show, 901 Wrestling. Tonight is the one-year anniversary show of 901 Wrestling, and I, if you listen to this show, you know I talk about it every single week, and uh, you got to get out there, and if you've never been before, even if you have been before, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to go tonight to Rec Room. Just give me a call. The phone number is 360-8255, 901-360-8255. The first caller will get a pair of passes to the one-year anniversary show 
of 901 Wrestling at the Rec Room. So 901-360-8255. That's 360-8255. Two free passes to the Rec Room tonight. For the first caller, Carl, help me out here. <laughs> Tell him the phone number again. Give him that phone number. 360-8255. Okay, we have a call. Hold on. Oh, we got our callers here. Sorry, I'm... I'm just, I don't know when it's going to hit me. I'm half sick today, but I had to do the show. I'm not going to miss the show in this jam-packed January for Memphis Wrestling. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to miss the show. Once I go off the air, i got to rest my voice because i got to be at Rec Room tonight. You should be at Rec Room tonight. We have our winners. They got their two free passes to 901 Wrestling uh, at the Rec Room, the anniversary show tonight. There's one more show later on this month on the 25th. We will get passes away uh, to that as we get closer to it. But it only costs 5 bucks to get in the door. So even if you don't win the passes, it's $5 uh, to get in. All ages are welcome. If you're under 21, you got to come with a parent or guardian. That is uh, Real Memphis Wrestling, 901 Wrestling uh, at, uh, at, at Rec Room. At Rec Room. is their website. They're located right off the Sam Cooper Boulevard, 3000 Broad Avenue. Don't miss Real Memphis Wrestling. Don't miss 901 Wrestling at the Rec Room, the anniversary show there tonight. The big storyline going into the show, will I have my voice or will I not have my voice tonight? I think you will. I, I hope so. Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll be joined. We have our winner already. Uh, the phone line's lit up. Everybody wants to get to Rec Room tonight. When we come back, we'll talk to Jerry the King Lawler here. on. Uh, you're listening to Wrestling Time on Sports Entertainment 56, 96, 1 and 87.7 FM. Now back to wrestling time. Here once again is the Mark of the South, Kevin Cerrito. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. We got to get, Carl, we got to, of course, we have this special uh, 90-minute time limit uh, today for, for wrestling talk on Sports Entertainment 56. Uh, we gotta get some more. We gotta get some more rejoins. We're we're using the same because uh, we've only got two different ones because we're usually on for an hour. But we had a couple extra breaks today because we had the extra thirty minutes added on. So we'll, we'll get that fixed for 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 the next time uh, that we go long every week on this show. Our friends at Smoothie King, all the Memphis area Smoothie King locations, including the one in Collierville, Olive Branch, and Germantown, uh, they bring you. WWE Hall of Famer, The King, Jerry Lawler. Smoothie King presents The King, Jerry Lawler. Good morning, King. You there? I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. I was just enjoying the entrance music. You know how it <laughs> Yeah. All right. Jerry Lawler joins us every week thanks to Smoothie King. Uh, all right. I, I know you talked about this on your podcast, The Jerry Lawler Show. I have not had a chance to listen to it, so I'm going to ask you some questions about AEW. Did you watch? Did I watch the entire show? No. Did you watch any of it? I did watch some of it, yeah. You know, NXT was on at the same time, so I was flipping back and forth. <laughs> And of course, the tribute to Memphis <laughs> Legends is not was not on the show yet. It will be on YouTube on Tuesday. That was a funny little laugh you did there, Kevin, when I said I flipped back and forth. <laughs> what does <I'm>, that mean? <laughs> well, I mean that's what a lot of wrestling fans do. That's what a lot of yeah. wrestling fans do. And that's what I am—still a wrestling fan. 
Okay, so you didn't necessarily watch the show. Did you, I'm sure you saw Dave Brown uh, call his first ever uh, nationally televised wrestling match. Did you see that? I did see that. Yes, I did see that part, and I uh, uh, I was I was I was really happy for Dave. Uh, it's just amazing that you know after all of these years of of broadcasting that I guess that that was the first ever nationally televised broadcast or commentating that Dave has ever done and it's long overdue. And it was great for him to be there. Uh, I, you know, it just, it was a little tough. All of a sudden it went to a four man booth right. and there wasn't a lot of, nobody had a lot of time to talk, you know? Right. Hopefully he's, he's on the call for their YouTube show uh, that will drop on Tuesday when it's in a two man booth. So hopefully we get to hear more of Dave in that. Yeah. I, I, exactly right. I'm sure we will. And the other thing, it was like, you know, we, everybody here in Memphis, especially me, you know, we were all excited about the fact that this show was supposedly uh, a tribute to Memphis wrestling. And, but then, you know, once it was actually on the air, it didn't, you know, there was, there's very little, very little limited time given to Memphis wrestling. But I understand that totally because, you know, they, they, the rest of the world that they're feeding their broadcast to uh, probably could, care less right. about Memphis wrestling, you know, they didn't know the history of Memphis wrestling or anything, but, uh, and, and that was the, that was the other thing when, when Dave was, uh, you know, they asked Dave a question or two about, about, uh, you know, how is Memphis was famous for tag team wrestling and then, you know, how it has changed and that sort of thing. But I, yeah, I just, I wish he had had a little more time to expound on, you know, and mention the, the rock and roll express and the fabulous ones and midnight rockers and, uh, all of these guys that, you know, came through Memphis in the past, all the, all the tag teams and everything that, that could have had a, you know, that, that did go on to have a national, national name for themselves, you know? So it was uh, Dave, but, that was Dave Brown's first time uh, calling a nationally televised wrestling match. How many nationally televised wrestling matches have you called? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my goodness! There's, I I don't think that number is is in in the any uh, history books. Nobody can calculate. I don't think Mark James could get close to figuring out that number. It's got to be. And you and you know it's crazy. It's like uh, I'm I'm you know like I said before I'm I'm still a wrestling fan. And in my mind, to this day, I always I, I don't even think of myself as a wrestling commentator. I think of Lance Russell and Dave Brown as the Memphis wrestling commentators. Always have and always will. And you know for you to even it sounded so funny for me to, or to me, when you make a statement like Dave was calling this first and how many have I called? And it's like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's just, that's just crazy to think about that because, you know, I, I've always felt that Memphis wrestling, I don't know. I, it, I mean, Dave Brown and Lance Russell were Memphis wrestling. The wrestlers came and went, but those guys were the constant that, that made Memphis wrestling. I, I felt, Right. Now, while while you could not be at the tribute to Memphis Wrestling the other night, uh, they honored your son, uh, Brian Christopher, and your other son, Kevin Lawler, who just joined us on the show, uh, was there in the middle of the ring as part of that ceremony. And, and, your, and, and your name was mentioned throughout. I mean, you're going to enjoy watching this on YouTube if you get to catch it. Because uh, when you're listing the accolades of Memphis Wrestling legends, the accolades always somehow tie back to you, like Austin Idol, shaving your head. Eddie Gilbert running over you with a car. Is there what other accolades out there? Like everybody's tied into Jerry Lawler, right? Like you can't tell their Memphis wrestling story without mentioning your name. Well, I mean, you know, you know that was that was uh, kind of humbling and and and, <laughs> and a big honor 
when I heard that. But I, I realized uh, the night before their show, I, I got a chance to, uh, and, and I know I'd met him before, uh, but it was the first time to ever spend any time with him at all, was Tony Khan, you know, the owner of AEW. And he came into my club, he and uh, the guy, the um, Excalibur announcer and, and Marco and, and a bunch of their talent came in the night before. Uh, they came into Memphis and they came down to the club and we were down there. Lauren and I were down there and, and uh, Peyton, you were there too, weren't you? Yeah, Peyton, <laughs> Peyton, uh, son's sitting here listening to the broadcast here. And, uh, but we were all down there and in talking to Tony Khan, uh, I never realized what a huge Memphis wrestling fan he was. I mean, as a kid growing up, I guess he traded tapes or mm-hmm. something, but anyway, he, saw, he got to see all the Memphis shows. And and then he, and he was just uh, I mean so energetic and so wanting to talk about all the things that were done in Memphis and uh, and he said the greatest thing that he had ever seen in his life uh, as far as wrestling goes was when Eddie and Doug Gilbert ran over me in the car in the parking lot of Channel Five Studios and he he just remembered every bit of it and all the Memphis stuff that we had done and and it, it, I realized at that time this whole idea of doing the the tribute to Memphis wrestling was Tony Khan's idea. I don't even think the rest, I don't even think the rest of the, uh, AWE crew, uh, or AEW. What is it? AEW. Yeah, AEW. I'm making the same mistake that Jr. did on the show. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the AEW crew, I don't think they could have, could have cared less about featuring Memphis and the Memphis wrestlers or any of that kind of stuff. But that was all, all Tony Khan because he was such a fan of it. And, um, uh, uh, I mean, it was just, you know, he, he, he told me at that time, he said, man, I just wish you could be there. And of course I understand that can't and everything, but it just, uh, it, Memphis wrestling was it to him growing up. I mean, he remembered things that, that I didn't remember. He even right. told Randy Hales that back in the day, he wrote letters to Randy Hales when Randy Hales was doing power pro wrestling, uh, trying to interview him or, or something like that. And Randy didn't, and Randy didn't remember that either, but, uh, yeah, he was he was a huge Memphis wrestling fan, which is awesome. You know, really great. Yeah, that's very cool. So Marco Stunt came by your restaurant. I Marco was on the show earlier. It was a pre-recorded interview. I talked to him earlier this week. He had he had was trying to remember the couple times y'all interacted. He said you were very nice, but y'all really didn't talk. Did you get to talk to Marco on Tuesday? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we we talked, and he was he he was cool. He was really cool. I mean, he was really excited. Because you know he knew a lot of the the, the Memphis wrestling history, being from the uh, you know northern Mississippi and everything, and he was just he was just really impressed and really excited to be in the be in the club because of all the memorabilia and all that stuff that was you know that was there and and uh, every time I looked up he was looking he was walking around looking at a different uh, something different some of the artwork or some of the pictures on the on the walls. And, and how many he was really, how many times did Marco get ID'd there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, we, we, Peyton was in there. And, okay, you, know, yeah, yeah. you don't have to be 21 to be in, but I'm sure he was yeah. drinking. I mean, Marco likes to party. Well, we were all down in the VIP room. All right. So, uh, so he didn't, we didn't, we didn't have to ID him down the, there. He got a hell of a pop, King. He got a hell of a pop in Lander Center uh, the other night. Like, we've got to get a Marco Stunt, Jerry Lawler match. I know it's possible. I know it can't happen under the AEW banner, but AEW wrestlers are allowed to do other matches. You are allowed to do other matches. Can we get, or at least y'all be in a tag team together uh, here <laughs> at at some point? I mean, would you be willing to team up with Marco Stunt? 
Uh, would I be willing to team up with him? Or Probably. go against him? Or do you want to, which one would you rather do? <laughs> Peyton is, Peyton is balling his fist up here like he thinks we got to go against each other. But I mean, he's, he's, uh, and of course, I mean, it's no, it's no secret to anybody. Right. He's a rather diminutive guy. Um, mm-hmm. small in other words. I mean, he's, he's a tiny he's about five guy. foot, a little over five foot. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, can you imagine? He's the, he's one of the only guys that would make Bill Dundee look big. <laughs> hey, speaking of Bill Dundee, why was he not there? Do you have any idea? That is a mystery I'm going to try to solve in 2020. I would think Bill Dundee would have been one of the first calls. There's rumors he was called and then he was canceled uh, for the for the event on Wednesday night. Do you have any clue why why the superstar wasn't there? Uh, no. I well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like you. I've, I've heard. I've heard. There's so many rumors out there now. That's the like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people and, speculating that somebody's got beef with the superstar. Which I'm like, I didn't realize anybody would have a beef with the superstar to keep him off a Memphis tribute show in 2020. That uh, seems like it's worth investigating if that is the case. Because Bill Dundee's, if you can't be there, right? Bill's got to be your representative. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, they, well, there were there were tons of uh, there were a few other guys that I thought should be there. I talked to Coco Ware and he said, nobody even contacted him about it. Man, Coco lives there in Memphis. He was right. Coco's be there. top of my list. Like it's a guy uh, that, that needed to be there uh, as well. Those are the two biggest names and the easiest names to get right. Cause they're right here. They'll, they'll, they'll come, they'll be there. They would have been there. Uh, right. There was a guy. So before the show wrapped up, I don't, I don't know if you heard this. Cause I know you heard the, the, the nice things people were saying about you at that show. Did you hear the one, uh, very mean thing said about you, uh, after the show went off the air by the librarian, Peter Avalon. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you heard this? No, I do you don't know who know the librarian Peter Avalon is. No. <laughs> okay. So he's a wrestler for AEW. He's not enhancement oh. talent, but I haven't seen him win a match yet. Uh, he he came out, cut a promo, uh, saying, oh, Memphis, this, I'm going to paraphrase kind of what he said because I could not find the quote online. I don't know if the video is out there. But I was okay. there live, so I, I heard it with my own ears. Right. He said, Memphis is known for its kings like Jerry the King Lawler, who has a restaurant on Bill Street, where if you eat there, it is so bad you might end up like another king dead on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he's obviously just, he's obviously just cutting the local yo promo. I mean, everybody, everybody does that. Uh, right, right, right. We still do that in WWE, you know, in the, in the, in the dark during commercials, uh, you know, they'll have a heel go out. And if you're, you know, if you're, if we're in Seattle, you know, he'll cut a promo on the, the Seattle sports teams or whatever city you're in. That's just, you know, that's just, uh, that's old school wrestling right there to cut a heel promo on, on whoever is the local hero around town. And, uh, of course, he didn't have to throw the restaurant in there, did he? What the heck? Right, he, th- he threw the restaurant in there. That's a that's a bad Yelp review from, from the librarian. <laughs> Peter well, I'll, have to, I'll, have to, uh, I'll have to check him out. Unfortunately, I can't cut a heel promo on him because I don't know who he is. The and of course that was on Elvis's birthday, and that's how he kind of tied all of that in. Uh, yes, oh. yesterday uh, would have been uh, your son Brian uh, Christopher's birthday, and we talked to uh, your son Kevin earlier. Uh, that you guys uh, went out last night, had a dinner, uh, honoring him, kind of uh, doing what he would want to do if he was still uh, here to enjoy it. Yeah, we uh, we did his mom and and uh, my family and um, and like you said, Kevin and. and 
Kevin White, who is uh, probably Brian's best friend. Uh, we all we all met uh, at Pete and Sam's and had an empty plate at the head of the table, and we just kind of had a dinner and uh, remembered Brian on the, what would have been amazing, what would have been his 48th birthday. Oh, wow. Um, so what yeah. I mean, 48. How, how, how old, you know what, you, you just kind of forget these crazy things. Like mm-hmm. Elvis' birthday just came up. He would have been 85 years old. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And then it's like, uh, I mean, how old was Elvis when he died? That uh, 40, 44. I mean, you subtract to go back to. I mean, it's you just he, subtract he at least thirty eight years because he was dead before I was born. So, yeah, yeah, that, and that's what I, we were talking. Lauren mm-hmm. and I were driving the car, and an Elvis tune came on, and they said something about it, you know, it being his birthday. And then all of a sudden, I just I looked at Lauren and I said, "Holy mackerel!" He was forty two. He, oh, 42. Oh, my 42. gosh. And, and, that's, and that's what I told Lauren. I said, you you weren't even born yet. And Elvis has already, you know, died before you were even born. But, I mean, this guy is, the, you know, such a such a huge star that everybody still, you know. You, and that's, that's the other thing. You just can't imagine an 85-year-old Elvis Presley. Right. You, or it would be. Uh, something if he was still around and wondering what Memphis would look like with, with, uh, with, with Elvis still alive. And of course, most people uh, like that more famous when they're dead. Anyway, how big would the celebrity be? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, that's right. All right, King, before we go, we got to find out how your lunch went with Dave Brown this week. Did y'all still have your lunch, even though AEW uh, was on, on uh, Wednesday or you go to your weekly lunch with Dave Brown on Thursdays? No, Thursday morning. Um, Thursday, believe it or not, my buddy, I think we may have talked about him before here, uh, Jim Blake, who has been my friend and worked for me since I was in college. Uh, well, he didn't work for me back when I was in college. I actually worked for him. He had a record shop over on South Highland while I was going to University of Memphis, and he helped finance my way through through college when I, when I spent too much time at the old uh, record store playing records and playing pinball machines and, and didn't make the grades to stay in college. He helped me uh, uh, finance my second semester there at, at the University of Memphis or Memphis State at the time. But he has, he has been my friend and worked for me ever since. Uh, he works at my house every every single week. He was actually the original Dr. Frank when, oh, we, wow. when, I, when I had Dr. Frank in the box and Lance and Dave, you know, I opened the box up. And, well, that was Jim Blake wearing a Frankenstein mask inside my inside the box there. He was the original Dr. Frank. But anyway, he he had um, he was in the hospital and he had to have double bypass surgery on Friday. And so uh, he, but he came through it okay. He's doing great and and but we Lauren and I were at the hospital visiting him on Thursday and so I didn't get to go to the lunch. No, oh, so you had to visit Dr. Frank. So no lunch with Dave Brown uh, yeah. th- this week. All right, King, we we are out of time. Thanks for joining us. As always, we will catch up with you next week as this busy month uh, for wrestling here uh, in the Mid-South uh, continues this jam-packed January. And, of course, we'll watch you this Monday on Raw. Everybody go check out the Jerry Lawler Show podcast to get more to, of the King's and tonight, and tonight, for I know your vast uh, listening audience, everybody up near Jackson, Tennessee, got big matches tonight. We got we probably got more Memphis uh, wrestling stars going to be honored up <laughs> in Jackson tonight at Omen Arena tonight. So come on up there. Oh, wow. Awesome. All right. Thanks, King. We'll talk to you next week.
All right, man. Bye-bye. That is uh, Jerry the King Lawler, and that, that is our show uh, for today. We're going to continue to give away tickets. Remember, you can win tickets for me uh, for NXT this Tuesday at Highland Action Rec at the Trivia Rumble. And uh, tonight, I'll be out at the uh, Rec Room for 901 Wrestling's one-year anniversary. But that is it for today. I do want to thank all you low budgets uh, for listening. The show, we will be back live on the air next Saturday at 10. Wrestling talk starting at 11. Until then, I will see you around the territory.